Welcome to Evensong for Ascension Day, the first ever virtual choral Evensong from St. Paul's Cathedral. On Ascension Day, it's the culmination of the Incarnation as Jesus, representing our humanity, is taken up to God, and we lift our hearts to heaven as we live here on earth serving Christ, strengthened by his Spirit. We begin with the Choir of the Nations singing the hymn, Hail the Day That Sees Him Rise.
and Amal shall show forth thy praise. to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. begins the 29th verse of the Song of the Three. Blessed are you, O Lord, God of our ancestors. 
and to be praised and highly exalted for ever. And blessed is your glorious holy name, and to be highly praised and highly exalted for ever. Blessed are you in the temple of your holy glory, and to be extolled and highly glorified for ever. Blessed are you who look into the depths from your throne on the cherubim, and to be praised and highly exalted for ever. Blessed are you on the throne of your kingdom, and to be extolled and highly exalted for ever. Blessed are you in the firmament of heaven, and to be sung and glorified for ever. Bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Sing praise to him, and highly exalt him for ever. Bless the Lord, you heavens. Sing praise to him, and highly exalt him for ever. Bless the Lord, you angels of the Lord. Sing praise to him, and highly exalt him for ever. Here ends the first lesson.
Here begins the fifth chapter of the Revelation to John. Then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll, written on the inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep bitterly, because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw between the throne and the four living creatures, and among the elders a lamb, standing as if it had been slaughtered, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell before the lamb each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, in which are the prayers of the saints. They sing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slaughtered, and by your blood you ransomed for God's saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests serving our God, and they will reign on earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels surrounding the throne and the living creatures and the elders. They numbered myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, singing with a full voice. Worthy is the Lamb that was slaughtered, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and glory and honour and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, and all that is in them, singing, To the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honour and glory and might, for ever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Here ends the second lesson.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. During these weeks of lockdown, I have been watching a number of classic films, including the 1949 Ealing comedy, Whiskey Galore, which tells the story of a group of Scottish islanders struggling with the deprivations of wartime rationing, not least the loss of their favourite tipple. When a ship carrying 50,000 cases of whisky is wrecked just a few feet from shore, they outwit the local customs and excise officers to liberate the precious cargo. The film contains many wonderful characters, not least the pious widow Mrs. Campbell, who despises the few worldly pleasures that nature affords her island compatriots, namely whiskey, dancing, and human affection. When her son George resolves to marry his sweetheart and comes home with her to share the good news, her anger knows no bounds. George Campbell, Satan himself is in you. You come home drunken, debauched and shameless, bringing that wanton creature to my very door. She would have continued in this vein had not George, fortified by a wee dram, drowned her out with a bagpipe medley. The attitudes embodied in the person of Mrs Campbell are by no means confined to the Scottish islands. Throughout the ages, many have argued that the physical world is evil, that our bodies serve only to corrupt us, and that our ultimate salvation depends upon our ability to escape our earthbound state. When we reflect upon the fragility of our human existence, so painfully evident in recent months, it is easy to understand why people write off our world and our life within it, and look instead to a universe where disembodied souls set free from the strains and stresses of our physical nature enjoy an idyllic life. And yet, at the heart of our faith is the radical truth that human existence, though marred by trials and temptations, can give rise to extraordinary and life-changing acts of creativity, community and kindness, not least when life is hard. All this is embodied in the person of Jesus. Indeed, the Feast of the Ascension, which we celebrate today, reminds us that Jesus, who lived as one of us, did not abandon his humanity, but rather carried it into heaven, bearing the scars of fragility, yes, but resplendent in all its creative glory. This profoundly affirming act proclaims both the wonder of God's original creation and the triumph of love and kindness in the face of oppression and death. Though the brokenness and frailty of human existence is very real, today 
Jesus shows us that this will never mark the end of a person's story. God's creation is good and has triumphed over sin and death. No wonder the scriptures tell us that the first disciples, having witnessed the ascension of our Lord, returned to Jerusalem to stand continually in the temple praising God. And no wonder people still celebrate this feast today. Though some may believe the story of the ascension to be a fanciful tale with little relevance for our world today, we know that there can be no greater story than this, that God has humbled himself to share our humanity, that we, walking in the ways of righteousness, might share forever the heavenly life of which our passage from the book of Revelation speaks. This is our good news, that Jesus, a perfect man, shows us what it is to be truly human. Through our Lord's life of unconditional service, we are shown that creativity, community and kindness are the hallmarks of true humanity. Though some might argue that frailty and brokenness are synonymous with human existence, Jesus has shown us in his death and resurrection that these things will never have the final say. The Scottish islanders depicted in Whiskey Galore were saved in the end not by the 50,000 cases of whiskey they rescued, but by their determination to build community and to pledge themselves one to another in love despite a world war raging all around them. May we likewise, inspired by the humanity of our risen and ascended Lord, have the courage to foster good relationships in these difficult and challenging times, and to play our part in the transformation of our world. Amen. Let us pray. On this holy feast, we pray for God's people throughout the world, and at this time for an increase in the gifts of grace and hope as we face change and uncertainty. We pray for all ministers of the gospel, that they may be steadfast in the faith. Amongst them, we pray for the priests and peoples of the churches in Uganda, Sudan, and West Africa and especially for Wilberforce, Michael and Daniel, bishops in those places. We pray for the church in these our lands, and particularly for our Diocese of London, for Sarah, our bishop, and for those who support her in her ministry, for our Cathedral Church of St Paul, and for those who serve faithfully in this holy place and on this day for the peoples of the parish of All Hallows Twickenham, and for Father Kevin, Sue, and Alex who serve them. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ, our great High Priest, has ascended to the sanctuary of heaven to intercede for us before the throne of grace, 
open for us, we pray, the gates of mercy, and remembering all that ails us, tend us with the ministrations of your love. Guard our unity, repair our aberrations, and order our hearts and minds in the exercise of your praise. In the name of the same Jesus Christ, we beseech you. Amen. We pray for the peace and fellowship of the nations, for the gift of good governance, and for those charged with the care of many peoples. We pray especially for Elizabeth, our Queen, for her Prime Minister and her government, and for those that serve the common good. At this time, we pray for healthcare practitioners, social care providers, and all those that expend their time and efforts in the support of others. We pray for the sick, especially those suffering the effects of COVID-19, for the sad, the grieving, for those who are struggling with their mental health, for the isolated, the poor, the afraid, the lost, and those that are close to death. We remember our dead, praying for the recently departed and those whom we remember at this time of the year, especially those who have died through illness, those who have died alone, unprepared or at their own hand. God our Father, whose Son Jesus Christ humbled himself to share in our humanity and now stands before your face in heaven. Receive in him our souls and bodies molten with your grace and assist us in our various needs, perfecting in us that which is worthy and good and deliver us from our plight, finally raising us up to glory to stand with the same Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Stilling our hearts and minds, we pray in silence for ourselves, for the tasks we face, for the burdens we bear, for those whom we know to be in need, those whom we love, and those whom we could love more. Kind God, in whose sacred heart there is love enough for all, aid us in this our hour of need, and mercifully quiet the quarrels of our hearts, that we, being so comforted, might be a source of that same love for others, to the praise of him who is risen and ascended, Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. <laughs>